There might be fewer players, but there's never a lack of exciting action. This is the statewide Idaho 8-Man Prepcast with Brandon Bainey and Paul Kingsbury. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the Idaho 8-Man Prepcast here on IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey, and now here's the guy who was feverishly scribbling notes like 20 seconds before we hopped on, Paul Kingsbury. That is the way I roll. That is the way I roll. Last second preparation keeps the information fresh. That's my theory, and I'm I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah, you've got one of those giant legal pads just filled with chicken scratch. I yes. guess if you can read it, we're all good, right? That's all that counts. And, you know, I'm a lefty. You're a lefty. Uh, you know, lefties don't tend to have the best penmanship, and and I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a prototypical lefty when it comes to that. I can read it, and that's all that really counts. Yeah, can we talk about that real quick? I mean, we're going to get into Idaho 8-man football, but but just <laughs> off topic for a moment. Yeah. It is a huge pet peeve of mine when I'm writing something down, and as a fellow lefty, you'll appreciate this, and then your hand smears the ink or the pencil, yeah. whatever, whatever you're writing with, yeah. and, and then it's just a smeared page of notes. Yep, and and, and it happened. It's happened all our lives, right? Even with right. pencils, then you get just the pencil stuff all over. Pens have actually gotten better now where they dry quicker than they used to. You still get like the G2s um, that, that, that stay wet for a while. I just want to point out that our IdahoSports.com pens, uh, they actually dry very quickly and you don't get anything on your hand as lefties. My big thing is is like binders, r- ring binders that it's always on the left. And so you're like a, the Idaho Sports checkbook where every time we need to write a check, I'm you know, like this and my, the ring binders on there. And no one ever thinks of that. You know, no one ever thinks of it. It is a hard life we live. It really uh, is. It really us, is. Us lefties have been slighted for far too long. It's you know, and we have a lot of lefties here at Idaho Sports as well. You, me, Scott Burton. Um, God, I know there's a couple more that I can't. Is Logan might be. I can't remember. But I know we've got more than our fair share, statistically speaking, of, of lefties. That's that's more than a coincidence, Paul. I think you're uh, hiring strictly left-handed employees. Now you're, never... now you're swinging the other way. Now you're discriminating right-handed people. <laughs> well, I don't think that's a problem. They've discriminated against us forever. I think we deserve some reparations. <laughs> that's right. Well, yes. uh, no matter which hand you use, you uh, certainly can enjoy football regardless of yes. which hand. That's, that was a poor transition into what this prep. There was no was. way to do a good transition out of that. You did great. There was, yeah, there was no maneuvering my way out of that lane. So this is the Idaho eight man prep cast. Where yeah. We're going to be breaking down those one, a schools and eight man football in particular, each and every week practices started this week. I know in some places it's been kind of smoky, but it seems like everybody at least has been able to start up. Yeah. From what I've seen, uh, the smoke, hasn't affected uh, a lot of practices. Um, it did a couple of weeks ago when they were doing like some outside stuff in the Boise area with soccer. I know I saw some uh, practices get canceled, but um, yeah, from what I've seen online, you know, North Idaho, East Idaho, Magic Valley here in the Treasure Valley, everything's moving forward. Two a day started on Monday. Um, I've got uh, a, a son that's a junior that's playing, and boy, he's just loving the two a day. See what. But he's he's lucky that it's not 106 like it was. You know, it's only in the in the 90s now, so it could be a lot worse for these kids. But two a days, they, they call it Hell Week for a reason. And he likes it. No. Oh no. Okay, no, I thought you said like he it. likes the two a days. I was like, uh... no, he's been doing the two a days. He's he's okay. not a huge fan, but but he's going. So uh, and we don't have to make him. So, but I don't think anybody. If you enjoy two a days. I think it's great, but I think there might be something a little wrong up there. Uh, but I think that you do it because you know it's going to make you better and it's going to make your team better. 
If you're if you enjoy two a days as a high school player, you probably have a career as like Nick Saban in your future. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about eight man football this year. Of course, there's it. the two the two classifications. There's one A D one, which is slightly larger, and then there's one A D two, which are which is the lowest level of classification. It's just easier to start at the D one level, and I think the conversation has to start uh, has to start in the Snake River Conference. Three of the four semifinal yeah. spots last year were filled by teams from that conference, and two met up in the state championship game. You know, that's right. You know, Oakley, Raft River, and we'll talk about the same thing in the 1AD2s. And and what's crazy about this is those teams have every shot of coming back. You know, looking at my chicken scratches here, um, you know, you, you, you take a look at the Raft Rivers, you know, huge junior class, um, core group of seniors that are back nine and two last year. They're just going to be better this year, which is which is great. You know, with Oakley, 11 and one last year. Um they graduated 12 seniors, which is, is always rough, but they always have kids coming back. So I think of all these that we're talking about, I think graduating 12 seniors is going to be uh, probably the biggest hurdle to overcome um, for the Hornets there in Oakley, but you, you can never count them out. You're right. And those two teams, I think are in a better spot than the third team that lost in the semifinals, which is Lighthouse Christian. They yeah. lost a lot of talented players and their head coach to boot. Correct. Corey Holloway was there for a very long time, built that program, you know, dominated the 1AD2s um, and then moved up to 1AD1 last year. And then you and then you're right. It's uh, it was kind of a awakening. And uh, and I, I think a lot of the 1AD2s were really glad to see them leave. I don't think there was any tears shed to see Lighthouse Christian go up to the 1AD1s at all. Um, and, you know, for them, there's a lot of rebuilding. When you lose a coach, that's just an, an extra added step because probably you know putting maybe putting in a new system try and keep some of the old stuff but but getting you know that buy-in and everything else you know it, it happens but it it rarely happens and it is a little bit easier with the transition uh john silvers who has been an assistant yeah. coach takes over as the head coach at lighthouse christian sure. you know for for all the people that thought okay lighthouse christian is going to get theirs they're going to move up a level and they're going to see what it's like to struggle they they really didn't i mean they got all the way yeah. to the semifinals last year they proved that they were more than capable of handling the task oh they were more than capable they, they didn't dominate like uh like they have but they were absolutely more than capable of it and uh and it was for me it was fun to see i know there's a lot of people that aren't a fan of some of those uh you know private schools that that can take in kids but you know, kids are kids to me, and it's fun to watch kids succeed and, and teams succeed and have fun and, and play hard. So out of those three, who do we like this year? Who, who do you like the best between Oakley and Raft River and Lighthouse Christian? I'm going Raft River. Uh, Raft River is just always, always there, like like you said. And, and uh, you know, Raft River lost pretty bad to Oakley last year. Oakley's got I, – I really think that losing 12 seniors is going to be tough to overcome. I think they're still going to be in the mix. But I really see Raft River coming out on top there. Yeah, and people look at Raft River and they say, well, they lost, you know, 2,000-yard rusher Ethan Bernard, which is true, but they have a more than capable replacement, I think, in Thane Lowmiller, who was kind of the yes. fullback in that offense last. I mean, I think he could have put up the same numbers as Bernard did, and it's because of the offensive line, and they've got some really good linemen at Raft River as well. Yes, and prove me wrong. You know, great. It, it, I, I'm more than happy to be proven wrong at any given time. So it's – uh. It's always fun to watch and see, you know, we can prognosticate all we want now, but uh, when, once we get into the season, there's all these teams and kids, how hard do they work in the off season? You know, were they, were they at workouts all summer? Were they able to be, um, you know, did, did they get a growth spurt? 
it's high school sports. You never know what you're going to get until you get it. The fourth team that was in the semifinals last year was Prairie. And mm-hmm. that was, that might've been the game of the year that that semifinal battle with yeah. Oakley. I mean, Prairie had a chance. They, they had the ball right at the goal line and they fumbled near the end of the game and Oakley yep. held on to win. Prairie looks loaded for bear again. And what's always, I think yeah. the most entertaining league, the white pine league up North. Oh, it is, you know, and Brody Hasselstrom coming back, uh, you know, son of head coach um, Hasselstrom. It's just, he's good. He's very, very good. I think he's player of the year up there in the White Pine League. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, it, you know, he's just a stud. And Prairie, um, you know, they always – every time you say Prairie, you can always say, yeah, they have this guy who's a stud just every year, year in and year out. Um, you know, and Prairie's just one of those teams that is always in the mix. Um, and, and like you said, that's a tough league up there, the White Pine League. You know, Lapway has really um, come of age in the last few years. Genesee had a couple of good years, had a down year. Um, you know, they could be um, good this year as well. So, um, you know, that White Pine League, you definitely can't count them out. I kind of compare it to like uh, like the Snake River Conference would be like the SEC where there's some good, strong defense and, and solid yeah. play. And, and then the White Pine League is like the Big 12 where like everybody's scoring 50 points and yeah. it's all these shootouts. It's really fun to watch. Well, they got the flashy players. You know, yeah. they got these players that are big and strong and run fast. And, you know, they're, they're kids that are built – for 11 man teams, but they're on eight man teams. And so they, they exceed and they excel and they grow them big and they grow them strong and they're well coached. And and so you're right, you know, that white pine league up there, they're just a fun brand of football. Now talking to Prairie, uh, their baseball coach, Kyle Westhoff during the state baseball tournament this past spring, he brought up to me that, that Prairie's had a lot of success over the years in football and, and really across all athletics. But he told me that the only times that Prairie has won the state championship has been when it's been hosted in North Idaho at the Kibbe dome in Moscow. And they just have, for whatever reason, haven't been able to win on the road. Now, last year, that semifinal hmm. loss was at the Kibbe Dome. Yeah. Roundabout way of asking, can Prairie break through the noise this year, or do you think it's one of those teams from the west or the central part of the state? You know, I don't know. I, I think that that particular factoid, I'm going to guess is coincidence, um, you know, because those guys can win anywhere, anytime. And the fact that they haven't done it at the Kibbe Dome probably had more to do with who they were playing than where, I would guess. Um you know, coming out this year, you know, I'm going to look at my cheat sheet real quick. You know, notice is looking, you know, can look good. But, you know, I, I think our semifinalists, you know, right, Prairie, Oakley, Raft River, Lighthouse, I think we might be seeing uh, kind of the same thing coming in November. And can Prairie get through, like you said, that noise and, and get there? Maybe. I think they have as good a shot as anybody else does. Yeah, and real quick, uh, just back to Lighthouse for just a second. I, I failed to mention they've got one of the best two-way players in eight-man football, Clay Silva, wide receiver in DB. I mean, he put up over a thousand yards receiving last year, almost twenty touchdowns. I mean, he, he's incredible. But the question is, who's going to throw him the ball? That's they, they right. lost Coach Holloway, and they also lost Colin Holloway, his son, who had been, uh, I think, a three or a four-year starter at quarterback. Right, and it, and it goes both ways. You can have a great quarterback, but if you don't have any receivers. It doesn't matter. You can have great receivers, but if you don't have a quarterback to throw to them, it doesn't matter. So you really have to have that tandem um, to really be successful, or you need a quarterback that can run and throw and just kind of take over the game, which we see a lot in the eight-man ranks as well. Yes, absolutely. So we like Prairie in the White Pine League. Is there anybody else that can get through the clutter? And I mean, I think really two through six or seven are kind of up for grabs. I I think they really are. I mentioned notice um, in there. 
Yeah, I, I just I really look at that six and seven and it's kind of set and it's kind of the year in and year out set set pieces. Um, so, you know, Grace, maybe not Butte County, maybe not may, may not be there yet. Um, so I think that the the good teams are, are still good and the, the teams that are building are, are still building. And like I said, if I'm proven wrong and, and there's some teams that, you know, get a transfer or get a growth spurt or, you know, worked hard in the offseason. Great. Great. Pr- prove me wrong. So let's talk about that White Pine League, which yeah. has, you know, they'll have several teams that are in the playoffs. Who, who do you like besides Prairie up there? Who Who is looking strong? You know, actually, I like Genesee. Um, they've kind of had a down year, um, but I think they've got um, some pieces back. I think they've got maybe a little chip on their shoulder after having such a, a down year after such a good year. Um, so I, re- I really see uh, the Bulldogs coming out and surprising some people this year. Yeah, they had kind of a weird season last year that was affected by COVID-19, yeah. which a lot of teams did. But yeah. um, And they did win the, the state baseball championship this past spring, and a lot of those guys play football, so that winning attitude can translate over. A team yeah. I really like from the White Pine League is Clearwater Valley. Uh, yeah. Alan Hutchins, head coach there, has, has built a good, solid program. They've got a stud, uh, a two-way player, Dylan Pickering, who is going to yeah. be a great back and linebacker. And, you know, Clearwater Valley maybe isn't as heralded as some of the other teams up there, like like a Lapway or or a Genesee. But I think they really have a chance to break through and be a, be a good team this year. Yeah, I mean, I went up there last year. Um, I think it was for their season opener. They played Prairie, and I uh, broadcast that with Garrison Hardy and and they played Prairie and, you know, they got mercy rolled and, and, but they look good. You know, you, you saw those flashes of brilliance that kind of showed that they were, they were just a year away or, or, or a year or two away um, and maybe getting, you know, some bigger players and, and getting guys adjusted in their positions. But you're right. Alan Hutchins, great coach. Um, you know, they didn't give up um, and they, they played hard and you could kind of see that, you know, they were playing Prairie, a very good Prairie team last year. But if you watched how the players played, they played well and, uh, and you could just see the, the potential that was there. So you're right. I, I could see Clearwater Valley making some noise this year as well. So you mentioned uh, some of the other contenders we like from the other conferences. Let's talk about that Western Idaho conference real quick. Notice looks really strong. They've got two, two way linemen in Kellen parks and Julian Gallegos that are going to yeah. be the foundation of that team. Oh, it really is. Notice uh, the pirates are kind of the team to watch and, and look for, you know, uh, Wilder and and some of the others great, but I, I really think notice is it's probably their time to shine here. Um, the WIC usually doesn't kick out a lot of state champions um, year in year out, but I, I think that uh, if anybody's got a shot, I think maybe notice has uh, a chance to to maybe win some games in uh, in early November. Yeah, and Carter Woodland, their their quarterback, had a nice uh, season on the track this past spring, and I think is ready to take that next step uh, into the next stratosphere. And then you, you mentioned Grace over in the eastern part of the state. You know, we were talking to Lance Taylor yesterday on the East Idaho Prepcast, and he really likes Grace's chances this year as well. What is it about Grace that gives you a good feeling? Yeah, I don't know. It's always like Grace. I mean, I, I went for, I have little, you know, memories of different towns and it, it affects my judgment sometimes. And I remember I went to Grace with uh, Scott Burton way, I mean, probably 10 years ago. And we, we got lost getting there because, you know, GPS wasn't what it is today. And so we got lost in the middle of nowhere in southeastern Idaho. And uh, we finally got there. And, and I mean, it was colder than heck, but the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. I mean, people just, you know, uh, parked on the sidelines. Um, the, the booth was great. The hospitality was great. And I, I love being there. And so Grace, I always just keep an eye on on Grace all the time. Um, and, you know, Brogan is there. What well, was 
is was their superintendent. He's a New Plymouth guy, uh, like like I am. And so, you know, just a few little connections there. But but Grace, um, Grace has always been that team that's that's just there, that, that is just right there. And and I'd love to see them succeed. Um, I'd love to see them blow everybody out. Uh, but as far as maybe being that team to beat um, everyone this year, maybe maybe not. Yeah, and I that's where I disagree with you. I think Butte County looks really good this year, but it, I, either way, I think the, both of those teams will be contending for for playoff positioning. And- yeah, Coach Thorngren in, in Butte County always has his guys ready. I mean, I was I was there last year, and and uh, and they had a bit of a down year uh, last year, and uh, you know, coming off of a season where they co-opted with Mackey for Lost Rivers and made it to a championship, and and then to come back. Um, you know, last year and get in that weird year and uh, not have that success. Um, you, you always just assume Butte County is going to be successful. I think I think you're right. I think you're probably, you probably we will see success from Butte County this year. So we kind of as we're picking through the teams we like, it's a lot of the usual suspects, right? It's it's all the it always teams. is. It really always is when you're talking eight man football. Is there a team that hasn't had that stored success that you think can break through this year? Is is there a team that we're not thinking about that might have the ability? You know, we thought it'd be Lakeside last year. Um, I, I, I think they, I'd have to look. I, I think they, they lost quite a bit. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, I'd love to see uh, the Grace, the Clearwater Valley. Um, and maybe that Clearwater Valley is the team that hasn't seen a lot of success that could break through, win some games, and surprise some people. You know, they, they could be that team. Clearwater Valley, Grace, t- take your pick on either one of those two. Okay, that's the 1A D1 breakdown. I think it's going to be fantastic to watch yeah. all season long. Yeah. Let's shift to, to 1A D2. And again, our conversation okay. kind of has to start in the Magic Valley, that Sawtooth yeah. Conference where Kerry and Dietrich met up in, in a great championship game last year. Yep. What, that's where the conversation always has to start, right? Oh, it does. It always has to start there. I mean, it always starts with Kerry, first off. Um, and then to have Dietrich win a championship, first one since what 1952 had been 48 years or something they won and they beat their conference rival in the first matchup of the year. I mean, you, if you play your conference rival in the championship, usually you've played a couple of times, uh, but because of COVID um, and, and restrictions there in the Wood River Valley and that school district, they didn't play until the championship game. So they came in brand new to each other and, and it was an awesome game. It was a double header there at Twin Falls High School, the two 1A championships. And Logan and I were there. And, uh, you know, it was just an exciting atmosphere to watch those two teams play and to see Dietrich win, um, you know, make history for their town. You know, it was it was fun to watch. And both of those teams have studs coming back. You know, Dietrich has two, probably the best one-two combo at wide receiver in Jet Shaw yep. and and Cody Power. Yep. And Kerry has a great running back coming back in Connor Simpson. So I, I think, yep. you know, these two teams could be on that collision course again. They really could be. You know, got Chase Benyon coming up to quarterback um, after losing Hunter Smith. That's a big loss um, all the way around as a, as a athlete. Um, they lost Dietrich lost powers, um, which was their absolute stud athlete, but they've got, you know, Brady, um, excuse me, Jet Shaw, you know, I have always said we, we did their basketball, um, games and stuff. And I've always said, you know, you name your kid jet, he'd better be fast. I mean, you, you just can't, you can't have jet and then have him be like a 300 pound lineman. It doesn't work that way. And the kid is fast. I mean, he, he lives up to his name. Um, the kid is very, very, very fast. Uh, you know, Peyton Snedden coming in at quarterback as a junior is going to have to fill some shoes. But when you've got speed and and you've got uh, the 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 team and the workhorse that the Dietrich has, your quarterback doesn't have to be that, 
you know, huge uh, throwing quarterback. He just has to, you know, get the ball where it needs to be, make the plays when he needs to make it, and they let the game come to him. And and you're right. I think Dietrich um, and Kerry could be on a collision course. But there's there's also a lot of other really good teams in the 1A D2s this year. Well, and that was going to be my next point. So uh, friendly reminder at IdahoSports.com, we, of course, are embarking on our season previews for every single football team in the state of Idaho. And again, if you don't see your favorite team, just keep checking back as we're getting more and more yeah. forms back from coaches and, and more and more previews written. Uh, four of the five schools from the Sawtooth Conference have sent their forms back in, and on each one we ask them to basically vote in a preseason poll of how they think the conference is going to shake out. So there is uh, some some fluidity to these polls, and that's why they say subject to change on there. Right. But four, four of the five schools have sent polls back in, and Dietrich was picked third. Castleford actually has been a lot of coaches in that conference think Castleford has a really good chance this year. And they were actually, they're actually number two in our preseason poll right now. You know, and, and going back to the question you had in the one in one AD ones, Castleford would be kind of that breakthrough team that it would be fun to see, have that success. I mean, Castleford hasn't seen, you know, that I don't know how long it's been since they've had a championship, but it's been a while. And so, you know, seeing a, a small town like that there in the magic Valley, um, that'd be great. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not a coach in the Magic Valley, so. Uh, but I'm not sure that. Um, I, I think we're going to see it a little bit differently when the when the games are played, just based on who's there. Um, I think that maybe the coaches are looking at Brady Power leaving and and saying, well, you know, he was the team, but uh, I really don't think that um, that he was everything there at Dietrich. I think they're I think they're going to pack a punch, maybe bigger than some of these coaches think they will. And, and Castle Ford is the one team we haven't heard back from yet. So, like I said, that, that, the unknown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But but all the other coaches really seem to think pretty highly of them. Okay, so outside of the Sawtooth, where do you where do you think the next best team lies? And we'll go to that conference. You know, North Gem, I think is is going to be uh, is going to be one of those teams like you want to call dark horse, but they got everybody back. You went four and six last year, um, but they've got you know Bridger Hatch. 1700 yards running he's got 27 running touchdowns gets a stud and they've got like i said pretty much everybody back and when you've got a young team that doesn't have success but they've got great athletes when they get to be veterans on that team that's when you see the success come and i think this could be the year for uh for the cowboys yeah you mentioned north gym went on a they had a great basketball season this past mm -hmm. year and and then kind of stumbled at state i know they were a little disappointed with the outcome yeah. there but I, I think this is a motivated group of athletes to finally break through on the big stage at the state level oh yeah yeah anytime that your your program hasn't had success they're motivated they either get motivated or they just get disheartened and quit and and we're not seeing that in north gym where we're seeing the the motivation side of things which is great and uh, and with that, you know, that that can uh, that can pack a pretty powerful punch if all the guys on that team are motivated enough. Yeah, they've got a great head coach in North Gym and Corey Hatch and Water Springs won that conference last year, but they lost. I mean, they lost yeah. a lot of studs, including Matt Almgren, who was really good. Uh, but, you know, talking to Lance Taylor, our East Idaho expert yesterday, he, right. he, he liked Water Springs to, to repeat it, this conference. You know, and I've and I've seen some some coaches and whatnot say, yeah, we like Water Springs. And but, but you're right. They lost a lot. And so I'm just going off of, you know, on paper. I didn't get to see them play last year. Uh but I, from what I'm seeing, yeah, they, they lost enough that I don't think they're going to be in that mix again. Could I be wrong? Sure, it happens. But I, I just don't see Water Springs being in the mix like a lot of other people do. 
Yeah, I think there's certainly tiers, right? I think you've yeah. got North Jam and Water Springs in that first tier. Rockland, I think, is probably in a tier on its own. And and then you have a couple of unknowns in Mackie, who is going to put together a varsity schedule for the first time yeah. in a couple of years. And Shoban is listed on the schedule as well. Uh, now, we haven't yeah. received their preview form yet. This was back in June when I talked to their administration. But they said, yeah, we're going to have a varsity football team. So a couple of wild cards in that conference as well. Well, they are wild cards. And anytime you get – when you – in the eight man ranks, when you have wild cards, it usually means they don't have numbers and injuries can just decimate a program when you don't have numbers. And so if you're an eight man program, say you've got, you know, 12, 15 kids out, um, you know, you get a couple of injuries to some key players and you're done. I mean, just pack it in, you're done. So yeah, week in and week out, it's, it's going to be a struggle for some of those teams that are just barely fielding enough guys to make a team. Yeah, so we think uh, North Gem is going to be pretty solid again this year, representing the eastern part of the state. Let's swing up north where you have the uh, uh, interstate co-op of Mullen and St. Regis from Montana last year, a team that got to the semifinals. One of the coolest stories of the year, you know, St. Regis is driving every day over that mountain path into Idaho to to practice with Mullen. And they have a lot of their guys back and and a good uh, coach as well. And I think they're set up for a nice deep run. But the interesting story there is the one you told during last week where you said that there's another team closer in Montana, but they won't play each other because the rivalry is, is so strong. That is crazy to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Right. And so, and so, yeah, they would rather go uh, to Idaho to compete and instead of playing with their longstanding rival from Albertson, but uh, they've got Luke Trogdon and Adam ball, both returning. And both of those guys were all state performers a year ago. Correct. Correct. And and you got the ball brothers. There's, there's two of them and then they're both really good. They've got a freshman um, who, who made some noise at a camp and got the, uh, like the the freshman player um, of the camp, uh, big Mike, and so, you know, having him kind of anchor things in the middle as a freshman, um, you know, you can kind of expect good things over the next three years from Mullen. But, but you're right. They, they had a really good team last year. They've got a good team this year with Trogdon. Um, you know, Stetson Spooner, a great coach up there. So, yeah, Mullen St. Regis. Um, you know, I, I don't think that a co-op with another state has ever won a state championship. Um, you know, a Montana school winning an Idaho state championship, I think, would be a first. Yeah, I, I know uh, when I was growing up in Montana for a couple of seasons, Clark County in Dubois actually competed in Montana and right, but they were never a factor to, to win state. Like you said, yeah, that would be kind of yeah. interesting, wouldn't it? It would. It would be very, very interesting. Huh. And, and Stetson Spooner, one of the great all time names too. That's just like a yeah solid name, right? It really is. Uh, you know, Stetson, cool. Spooner, cool. Yeah. And, and he's a cool guy. So it all kind of, it's got the trifecta going for him. Yeah, he's great. He's the athletic director up there at Mullen as well. And yeah, just yeah. awesome guy. Uh, so let's keep up north and go over to District 2 where Kendrick, you know, went on yep. a deep run. They always seem to be in the mix. Who else do we like up there? Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think it's Kendrick's year to lose. I mean, they went, what, 6-2 and two last year. Um, they're two players back. Ty Kepp at quarterback, Mason Anderson. They're good. They're really, really good. Um, and I think that in my opinion, I think that they're, they're my dark horse to win the championship uh, this year. Um, I, I really think so. Uh, a nice little factoid I got actually from Will Henneke, who's writing a lot of these previews. Um, since the 1AD2 classification was created back in 03, 16 of the 17 championship champions have been in D3 or D4. Um, the one exception was Mackey in 05, 
um, and they're they're in District Six. So no no District One or Two team is is won uh, the championship in one AD two since it, it became a thing in in '03. And I think we could see that this year, in my opinion, with Kendrick. Wow, I like it. Hey, I know. And, and the thing is, is I'm actually wearing a carry shirt today <laughs> that, uh, that they gave me. I've got all sorts of friends in uh, in Dietrich and 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 here I am looking at. I might have just lost some friends. I'm not sure. I still love you guys to pieces. But from an analyst standpoint, I really think that Kendrick, I I, I don't know. I've got this feeling about the Tigers up there that uh, that they're going to they're going to roar into the uh, to the championships. Well, I'll tell you that That's it's terrible. always I'm sorry. It, it, <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I, I did the one AD two girls state basketball tournament last year, and it was kind of the same thing. Kendrick had a really nice regular season. Uh, we're young. People didn't really know the or or dismissed it because, well, up north, who do they play? They, they've got right. nobody. And they came down and they knocked out Carrie, the, the team that everybody thought was going to be the favorite to win that girls state basketball championship and and almost won the entire title loss to try Valley in, in the state final. So, yeah, those those teams from the north always seem um less heralded and maybe disrespected a little bit because of the the competition up there and the, the lack right. of teams they have to schedule but i agree with you i think, I think kendrick is set up really well yeah and I, I wasn't sure if you were trying to equate girl the success of girl basketball was going to translate to football or not <laughs> i wasn't sure what was going to happen there yeah, you know, you're right uh, they're they're always the north teams are always uh the, the unknowns it's because there's just that that media coverage statewide isn't there and uh, and so you just you, they come into the playoffs and the state tournaments with people guessing, you know, well, you know, who'd they play? You know, what would they do? Uh, and, and so so you're right. So Kendrick can come in, um, you know, great coach Zane Hobart up there. He's he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he comes from pretty good stock. And so so it's I don't know. I, in my, like I said, my opinion, it, it's, it might be Kendrick's to lose and they could break that uh, drought of not having a championship up in uh, District 2. Is there another team up there you think? I mean, who's going to finish second? Lewis County, maybe. What do we think? Uh, maybe. I, I think Lewis County. I, I'd love to see Lewis County um, do that. Um, yeah. I, I. You know what? I think you're right. I think maybe it's going to be Lewis County. That's probably a very pretty good choice. It was. It was Deary last year, but they lost a lot of talented players, and so yeah. always hard to tell. But yeah, it is always hard to tell. Yeah. All right. Let's tackle our final conference, the Western Idaho Conference District Three, where. Okay. I don't know. To me, Garden Valley really jumps off the page, but maybe I'm missing something. Well, you're missing that they lost a lot of guys, uh, <laughs> that they lost a lot of really good guys. You know, Kobe Kelly and, and a lot of those guys, uh, they're gone. You know, Fields, a quarterback, uh, his brother's on the team, um, but they lost a lot. And uh, and they've got they got some guys coming back, but I think I think Garden Valley is going to struggle a little bit more than they than they have um, in the past. Um, I think they're still going to be good. Um, I think the first few games are going to test them. I think, I think Dietrich's going up there, um, in the first week or two. And, you know, that's going to be a big test game for them. Um, same, you know, going back with North gym, I think they play carry early on. And so that's going to be a good test for them to see exactly, um, you know, how good, uh, Lance Taylor is it. It's what do you say North gym or grace? No, he's, he's, he said he liked water Springs and water Springs. All right. Well, North gym. Um, I think is going to be playing carry. And so that's, that's going to be a big test game for them. And, and this year there's actually a lot of those. There's a lot of those early season test games instead of saving them for the, for the end in October, we're going to see them early. And, uh, and so that, that early part of the season is, is going to be an interesting time um, to kind of gauge how teams are going to be. 
Yeah, I was talking to Wayne DeZubak on the SIC PrepCast yesterday, and, and that's really that. happening at the, at the 5A level as well. And we've kind of dubbed it like playoff mayhem in August. It's like all these <laughs> yeah. titanic matchups, like right out of the gate. It's going to be really fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 never any fun t- for those first couple of weeks to just see blowouts. Um, you know, you always see it on homecoming week because that's just how games get scheduled. But but this year, those, those early games matter. Uh, maybe not uh in conference standings all the time but they're going to matter in the uh in the locker room um they're going to matter in the the morale um for the with the team moving forward and uh, and just kind of see how they can play and it's going to matter um for us as we watch these teams um play early on and see just how good they are okay so if you don't like garden valley who do you like from the from the i didn't say i didn't like garden valley (laughs) well okay i i think i think they look good but you think you think they look good as well but you think somebody looks maybe better Uh, you know horseshoe bend you know you've got uh, idaho city you know i'm I'm a kind of an idaho city guy as well you know i like those guys up there um so yeah it, it could be a whole host you've got um salmon river maybe um uh, my, you know, I'm hearing rumblings. There might not be a team. Um, I kind of reached out and they said, Oh no, we're going to have a team, but people in town that I've uh, talked to have said, yeah, we might not. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, um, to see if, uh, if, if they, if they have a team. And I think Salmon Rivers, I think they're in the same boat as, as like a Mackie or a show band. The numbers yeah. are, are razor thin and yep. They may start the year, but but all it is going to take is is the loss of a player or two, and they may have to abandon. Yep. I think Council could could be a team that that comes out of District Three. Um, you know, they they came out I think the second or third seed last year. They could, you know, if if they if they get the right pieces in play, um, I think Council the Lumberjacks. I'd love to see them back. I mean, Council used to be that team that was just always there. You just count on Council you know, being there and, and playing in the playoffs. And that's kind of died off, tapered off the last few years. And so that pendulum has to be swinging back the other way. So, you know, I, I guess if you're going to press me, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to say council could be that team that could uh, be a breakthrough here in district three. Okay. I like them as a dark horse as well. Yeah. I, I think the lumberjacks are set up pretty well. So uh, yeah. to, just to wrap up our one AD two conversation, I, I think the biggest story of the season, at least the preseason is uh, regarding an independent team. Meadows Valley for the first time in yeah. like 20 years, the Mountaineers have enough players to field a varsity team. Now they're playing an independent schedule. They're actually playing a lot of the teams from the North, like Lewis County and yeah. Timberline. And, and then they're trying to fill with some Oregon schools as well. But how exciting is this? Oh, for the program, it's incredibly exciting. You know, great. They're going to be a schedule filler for the first year or two uh, where teams, Oh crud, we need a game. Hey, Meadows Valley. Great. But that's the building of a program, and you have to have a long-term outlook on this. Um, you know, you, you have to have patience with the program um, if you're a, if you're a fan there. And, and kudos to the kids that are playing because they know that they're not going to win a state championship, but they're going to come out and they're going to two a days. They're going to practice every day, knowing they have no shot to win a state championship. And but they're still out there playing, and those guys are building the program. They're rebuilding a program, uh, like you said, that maybe you know they're older brothers or their dads might've played in and here they are trying to build that program back up. So I, I love to see it. You rarely will you see um, a program come back after it's been lost like that, just because those small towns just tend to keep getting smaller. Um, I think with COVID um, you actually saw a lot of move-ins to those small towns, especially up there in the mountains. 
um, from people moving in from out of state, maybe moving from the, the metro areas, trying to get out of that. And that might have something to do with with numbers increasing there. It's a beautiful area, um, you know, a lot of places to live um, up there. So, you know, increased numbers in a, in a small town isn't something you see every day. So if they can, you know, grab that and take advantage of it, you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch them, not from a, a winning standpoint, but just from that historical standpoint and just that good job, guys, uh, standpoint. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch them develop over the course yeah. of the year as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you mentioned it. Uh, I think the trend is now moving out of the bigger areas, the, the metro cities yeah. and into into these nice little slices of life that are tucked away in, in, in Idaho. I think yep. the biggest move last year was Josh Gillespie moving from 5A Mountain View in Meridian, going to 1A Garden Valley, where, I mean, they were already loaded, but you add right. him and they just were over the top and everything. Right. It, was, it wasn't a bad pickup. It, it worked out for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked out all right, I would say. So, you know, this is working out all right, too, Paul. This is a lot of fun. We're going to be here each yeah. and every week on the Idaho 8-Man Prepcast, breaking down the biggest stories around the 1A classification. And we're off and rolling. We're off and rolling and, uh, what, one down and nine to go, 10 to go. And uh, by the time we get to, you know, championship weekend, we're going to be old pros and we're going to know the insides and outsides of every team here in, uh, in the one a classification. And, uh, and I can't be more excited. That's right. It'll be the Kendrick tigers uh, taking on council. That'll be the, uh... <laughs> Hey, it could happen, right? You heard it here first folks. You heard That's it right. <laughs> if that happens, we are, uh, we're going out to buy a lottery ticket. We'll split. Yes. It 50-50. And, and I don't care. Um, what other games are going on, I will be at that game. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, that'll be a, a good time for sure. So yeah, each and every week, the eight-man prep cast right here uh, from IdahoSports.com. A couple of ways to get it. You can get the audio uh, by downloading this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also uh, listen on our website, IdahoSports.com. We've got at the top of the nav bar now, a little drop-down menu with all of our prep casts. All you have to do is click that page and there's an embedded player in there. You can play the, uh, the episode right there. Uh, you can also uh, watch the video if you want to see Paul's chicken scratch notes, you want to hold those up real quick for the camera. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it'll focus on it, but that's. Uh, yeah, oh my, yeah, look at that mess. Notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They so if you, want to, if you want to see the uh, inane ramblings of Paul uh, Kingsbury, you just yeah. uh, have to check out the video, and that's uh, on the IdahoSports.com Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel. So lots of ways to get this content each and every week. All right, next week. Uh, are there any football games on the, on the schedule? I know there's going to be volleyball starting up and we'll probably dive into some volleyball talk next yeah. week. Yeah, we definitely need to talk some volleyball, talk some Tri-Valley volleyball, yes. see how they're going to be looking. Um, you know, those, those girls need, need to get their due and we're going to give it to them. Yeah. They've got a brand new gym that they're going to be playing in uh, for the first yeah. time this year at Tri-Valley. So it's going to be super exciting. They deserve it. Yes, absolutely. Volleyball talk next week. Until then, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Idaho 8-Man Prepcast here on IdahoSports.com.